Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am super excited that you've tuned in today. Today, I'm going to go over financial reports, the ones that you need to look at to understand your business's money status. You might be thinking, ugh, numbers, I don't want to. I feel you. I get it. I really do. I I may really love numbers, um, but I tell you what I don't love. I don't love marketing. I'm not great with words. So I had some really deep mindset issues that I had to get around um, regarding marketing and sales. So I avoided any kind of marketing and sales activity for a really long time. I avoided it like it was the plague. But I tell you what, I, I dipped my toe in and it wasn't so bad. Then I stuck my feet in and I got a little more comfortable with it and just a little bit at a time I kept going and as I got that confidence up I got better I got more informed and heck I even started getting a little bit skilled if I do say so myself so I'm here to tell you that the numbers are figure outable if I can get around my mindset issues around marketing and sales and feel comfortable and confident about it then I'm here to tell you that you can get confident around the numbers too. And the numbers are super important. You know who tracks their performance? Winners do. And I am thinking specifically of Olympic athletes at this moment. And Olympic athletes are kind of a big deal. When the Olympics are going on, that's all anybody can talk about. Olympians have a very clear and specific goal that they are striving for. They are picturing themselves standing on top of that podium, being honored with a gold medal, feeling the weight of it around their neck and on their chest, and hearing their national anthem play in front of a crowd who is cheering and smiling. And to get there, it takes a lot more than just dreaming and hard work. It requires making a plan, setting milestones, and wait for it, tracking their progress. That's what financial statements are for, tracking your performance over time so you can hit your goals. Knowing your financial performance will help you with accurate pricing, it will help you with purchase decisions, and ultimately is going to lead to improved cash flow and maximizing your profits. Who doesn't want that? Am I right? In this episode, I'm going to review the key reports you need to look at. These are the reports that I review with my clients on a monthly basis, and they are the income statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow statement, the accounts receivable aging summary, and the accounts payable aging summary. Now, not too long ago, I noticed that one of my clients had received a payment from a customer but the money didn't seem to make it to the bank account, so there was something going on. During our monthly review of their financials, I was able to point this out and ask about it. It turns out that the check had gone missing. They couldn't find it, so that money had never been deposited. So my client was able to um, contact their customer and get a check reissued, and boom, just like that, more money in the bank account. 
This is an easy, honest mistake that can happen. And it's just one example of how a regular financial review can result in more money in the bank. So after we go over the financial reports in this episode, you should be able to go back to your own financials and get a really good idea of where you stand. You might want to put your head in the sand instead of looking at a financial report, but I'm here to tell you it's not so bad. Start small, commit to looking at just one of these reports, ease into it, you're capable of understanding the numbers. People who study different languages or learn new instruments are not adept overnight. They practice, and you can become really great at the numbers too with just a little bit of practice. All right, so now for those financial reports. Let's start with the income statement. This is kind of the fun one to go and look at. Now, the income statement is also known by a few other names. Um, you'll hear it called the Profit and Loss Statement, or P&L for short. And this statement summarizes the money that you made and the money that you spent during a set period of time. So, for example, um, any money that you made in the month of October and the money that you spent in October. And what the income statement is telling you is how profitable you are. Are you making money or are you losing money? So when you look at an income statement, the very top line is going to be your total revenue. This is all the money that you made from business activities that's, well, earned you money. Then the next item on it is going to be uh, cost of sales. So if you're selling a product and there's a little bit of manufacturing involved, then the materials that you needed to create that product will go into your cost of sales. Now, it might look different if you're a service provider, and I'll use myself as an example. So I pay for my clients' accounting software as part of their um, monthly service. So I wouldn't normally incur those costs unless I didn't have a client. So that cost is directly related to my sales. So it goes into my cost of sales. Um, then you have the, you know, total revenue minus those cost of sales and you'll have your gross profit. Then following your gross profit is going to list out all of the expenses that you made during the month. And these are going to be normal business related, um, expenses. So, um, any auto costs like mileage, gas, etc. If you have insurance, um, software, office supplies, um, any taxes you may have paid during the time, utilities, uh, all that kind of stuff is going to go here. And then your income statement is going to total up all of those expenses and then subtract it from your gross profit. So you remember you had your total revenue minus your cost of sales, and then it's going to subtract out your total expenses. And this is your net operating income. Now, in some cases, there's going to be some lines under this net operating income and it could be other income such as any interest you've earned or I don't know maybe your affiliate or maybe you sublet a, a rental space those kind of items are going to end up in your other income and you may have other expenses too and a really good example of this is if say you bought something from a different country and there's an exchange rate involved so the 
amount of money that you spent on whatever item it was, or maybe it was a service, is going to go into your expenses. But say there is that extra exchange rate, so you have to pay a little bit more, that's going to go into an other expense account. And um, a few other examples would be like depreciation. So if you have a, a home or some other kind of fixed asset, then um, depreciation would be there or amortization. So if you've, I don't know, maybe you have some franchise rights, then um, those get amortized every month. So those would be an other expense. So once you add those other income and other expenses to your net operating income, then you get down to the very bottom of the income statement and this is your net income and what you're looking for is a positive number the bigger the number the better we want to be making lots of money at the bottom so you don't want to have spent all of the money that you earn so we're looking for a positive number on the bottom of your balance sheet and this um, number is lovingly called the bottom line. So if you ever hear any financial gurus or, or maybe just people that have been in business a while, they're going to throw out their bottom line. That's what they're talking about. All right. Now for our next statement is called the balance sheets. And for me as a bookkeeper, I, this is probably the most important um, financial statement there is. And what the balance sheet does is it summarizes your account balances on a certain date. So it's a snapshot in time. Think of it as looking at your account balance in your checking account or your savings account, except the balance sheet is going to list all of those all neatly in one place. Now, I mentioned that for me as a bookkeeper, this is probably the most important statement. And I say that because... When you think about accounting and the accounting equation, it is assets equal liabilities plus equity. Just to make sure you got that, I want to say it again. It's assets equal liabilities plus equity. Um, your assets are the things that you own and what you have. So cash in the bank, um, any like buildings or land or equipment, those are all assets. Then you have your liabilities, which are the things that you owe. So if you have any credit cards, you have any loans, those are going to live in the liability section. And then what's left over is your equity. And the example I always like to give when I'm talking about equity and what is that is a home mortgage. So when you purchase a home, you probably don't have all that cash laying around and you're not going to pay for it outright. You're going to get a loan. So the asset portion is the value of the home, the purchase price. Then you've likely put on a, a deposit and then you paid for the rest of it with a loan. So the loan's going to be your liability. And then what's left over is the, the deposit you made. That's the equity part. So same thing in business. It's just adding up all of everything that you have, everything that you owe, and then what's left over is the equity. When we know that the balance sheet is right, we know that all of your other financial reports are correct. So it's really important to take time each month to reconcile each account. And when I say reconcile, that means double check. So you've recorded all of your expenses and all of your income coming in and out of your cash accounts. 
Then you take your bank statement and you compare the opening balance and the ending balance to what you've recorded in the accounting software. And you're looking for any mistakes, any omissions, and making sure everything is right. And so when everything lines up and it's all matched up right, then you can roll with confidence knowing that all your financial statements are right. And you want to have a schedule of some kind for each asset account on each liability account in your balance sheet. What is the balance sheet telling you exactly? The question that it's answering is your ability to pay off debt. Can I pay off my liabilities? So when you look at the balance sheet, the way it's organized is just like that accounting equation that I told you about. The assets equal the liabilities plus the equities. So at the top of your balance sheet, you'll see all of the assets and they are listed in order of how liquid they are. So you're gonna have your cash accounts up on top, your bank accounts, and then maybe you have some accounts receivable or undeposited funds, those are gonna follow, and then um, that will flow into any fixed assets you might have for a total um, number of assets. Then it will jump into the liability section, and just like the asset session, it's going to start with the current liabilities, so the things that are going to come up due sooner, so anything in accounts payable, anything in your credit cards, and then it's going to follow with the more long-term liabilities, so any loans you may have, and then it's going to all sum up to your total liabilities. And then the last section in the balance sheet is that equity, and you're most likely going to see any kind of owner or partner contributions or distributions. You'll see the net income come over from the income statement, and you're going to see something called retained earnings. Those are all equity-related accounts. So we want to see a positive equity on the bottom of the balance sheet. That's going to tell you if you have the ability to pay off all your loans. Now, the second thing you want to look at on a balance sheet is if your current assets are bigger than your current liabilities. This is really going to say that today I can pay off all of my liabilities if I had to. So those are the things that you're looking for on your balance sheet. And it's telling you your ability to pay off that debt. Okay. All right. So. The third big financial statement, and it's probably my very, very favorite, is the statement of cash flows. Now, there's a couple different methods of creating a cash flow statement. I tend to like the indirect method, um, but that's just me. So when you're looking at a cash flow statement, it's going to be broken up into three different groups. You're going to have your operating activities, your investing activities, and your financing activities. Your operating activities are transactions related to money flowing in and out of your business related to business operations. Most of the things that you see on your income statement, like your insurance, your office supplies, your utilities, that those are all operating activity type things. Then um, that second section is investing activities. These are the activities that um, would require money for improving your business. So if you go out and purchase a new asset, um, something like that. Those are going to be in the investing activities. And then you're lastly, financing activities. And it's just exactly the way it sounds. If you've 
had some kind of owner or partner contribution or if you've gotten a new loan or you paid your loan, those kind of money transactions are going to be in the financing activities. So what happens on a cash flow statement is it's going to summarize all of the money that actually came in and out of your business during a set period of time. So unlike the balance sheet, unlike, excuse me, unlike the balance sheet, it's more like the income statement. And whereas, you know, that set period of time, there's a beginning date and an ending date. And at the very top, it's going to start out with your net income under the operating activities. And then there's going to be some adjustments. So if there was any money coming in and out and it was on the balance sheet, that's where those are going to go. And the example I like to give is a credit card. That seems to be the one that's easiest to understand. So let's say in September you made some purchases on your credit card and then you didn't pay off your credit card until October because the due date was in October. Meanwhile, in October, you're also making purchases on that credit card. Now, during that time, the amount you spent in October might be different than the amount that you spent in September, and you paid off the September activities in October. So there's going to be a little bit of a difference there. So same concept with all of your balance sheet accounts. If there's any deltas, any changes on those accounts, it's going to show up here in the operating activities. So it's going to take the net income, it's going to either add or subtract the adjustments based on the balance sheet, and it's going to give you a net change in cash due to operating activities. And it's going to do the same kind of thing for the investing activities and financing activities. So you have three cash changes that are being summed up on your cash flow statement. And it's going to add them all together. And at the very bottom of the statement, it's going to show you what your net cash change was. And hopefully what you're looking for is a big positive number here. So this statement is really telling you where your money went and, you know, where it's gone. So where a lot of business owners get tripped up is they confuse profitability with cash flow and they are not the same thing. They're not equal. You can be a very profitable business and still be losing money. And I know that's just a weird concept to grasp, your, you know, get your mind wrapped around. But let's say you earn lots of money and you've invoiced all of your customers, but nobody's paid you. So on your income statement, you're going to look really, really profitable. But when you go and look at your cash flow statement, it's going to show that you're losing money because you're not collecting the payments that your customers owe you. So the cash flow statement is a really important statement to be looking at. Looking at the cash flow statement, kind of stepping back a bit, you want to look for a total net increase in cash. And then the second thing you want to look at is the net increase in cash for just operating activities. All right. Now, these three together, the income statement, the balance sheet and the cash flow statement give you a good synopsis of your financial picture. Just like when you go to see a doctor, they are going to um, measure your height. They're going to weigh you. They're going to listen to your vitals, um, you know, like your heartbeat and take your blood pressure. They might take your temperature and, you know, maybe they need to find out a little more. So they might order an x-ray or some lab work, like getting your blood drawn, you know, 
these will give you a full picture of your health. And so just like your physical well-being, you need to understand your full financial well-being. And those three statements are going to provide that for you. So there's two other reports that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I wanted to talk about. And these are statements that I usually go over with my clients as well. And they really tie in to the balance sheet. They are the accounts receivable aging summary and accounts payable aging summary. So it's really important to keep track of the money that you are owed and the money that you owe. And these are the reports that are going to show that. So on your accounts receivable aging summary, it's going to show each customer and what they owe you and how long overdue their payment is. So if they are say 60 days, 90 days overdue, you know you need to be calling that customer every day to see when they're going to pay you. And then um, vice versa with your accounts payable aging summary, you will see a list of vendors and what you owe them and how far out, out of date you are with your payments to them. Now, it's important to keep your eye on this because you want to know when you have those due dates. If you're overdue, um, some vendors are going to charge you a late fee. So keeping an eye on your accounts payable is definitely as important as the accounts receivable aging summary. All right. So five reports. The first was income statement. The second was balance sheet. The third is cash flow statement. And then the fourth and fifth are the accounts receivable and the accounts payable aging summaries. In the next episode, I'm going to go over how long you should hold on to your records. So you should be using your records to put together your accounting and um, hanging on to them is important for a handful of reasons among them. um, And probably most important is your tax compliance. So we'll review all that in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and if you liked this episode, please subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Until next time!